And welcome to another episode of Brocephus and Friends. I'm your host, Brocephus. And this week, I'm excited to have Jared Rowe. Jared, it's good to have you today. It's good to be here. I'm happy to be here. You know, I was remembering this today. The first time, uh, one of the first times I met you, I had Crocs on. Well, where we were talking, and uh, I had no idea. And so uh, you said, hey, Joseph. Your uh, Crocs, they're in four-wheel drive. <laughs> and I said, oh, what's that mean? Yeah. And uh, you told me, which I still don't. Tell us, what does that yeah. mean? <laughs> so I like to say, like, so your Crocs have a little, the little strap on the yeah. back. I like to say sport mode. So, like, if if the croc, if the strap is around your, like, your heel, then you're in sport mode because, like, you're ready to go. Yeah. But then if, up, if, it's, if it's up front, you're not in sport mode because... You know, you're just you're just leisurely have your Crocs on. Yeah, uh, that's hilarious. I totally did not remember that at all. <laughs> I've been told that's okay because I've been told uh, by many people. They say, Joseph, how do you remember? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I just. <laughs> but for those who are wondering, who in the world is Jared Rowe? Tell us a little about who you are. Okay. Um, so my name's Jared. Um, I am from Northern Kentucky. I'm a junior here at UK, so this is uh, my third year in Lexington, which is crazy. <laughs> um, I'm a human health sciences major. Um, I'm thinking physical therapy school. Um, we'll see. I don't know exactly know. Um, yeah, one of my favorite hobbies is to sleep. <laughs> um, I like driving, mm. good music. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. That's good. Um you uh what what's your favorite music genre to listen to? Oh, okay. That's a good question. So I have a couple. Um I like decades. Like I really mm. my I I grew up my my dad was a big Michael Jackson fan mm. and so like I grew up on 80s music. Um so big fan of the 80s and then I'm dabbling in country now. So Lexington is changing me. Yeah. <laughs> um and then I like pop too. Um so yeah, whatever really. Well, you know, you have Morgan Wallen in your group, so, <laughs> so you got to like country. Yeah, yeah. so I lead, a, I lead a shift group, uh, which is a group of freshmen at CSF mm-hmm. at UK, um, and one of my kids dressed up as Morgan Wallen for Halloween. So. Oh, that's a blessing. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny to me. I'm starting to remember his name now. Yeah. But for the longest time, I would say, um, the guy that dressed up as Morgan yeah. Wallen, and I said, all right. I'll yeah. Wait. You know, uh, you did some, I mean, whenever they ask me to do something at CSF, I always say, yeah. Yeah. Because what an honor True. to do anything in, in the capacity. Yeah. But you did something, and that you all four of you did great uh-huh. on stage. But you, you all talked about... Um, evangelism. Evangelism, yeah, yeah. yes. And... I'm, I said this um, to you before, and I'll say it again. You and, I mean, they all did great, but you and Emily, you all did really well. Speak into, <laughs> speak into what does that mean to you? I mean, what does evangelizing mean to you? Yeah, I love the Christmas music. <laughs> Just a little oh. sign up there. Um, but I think, um, I think evangelism for me, um, at its like most basic, 
is um, sorry, I am laughing. I tell at this you, music. I cannot believe <laughs> this never happens. We have, I think there's four or five. There's probably a clock going to come down from yeah. the wall, but it's all right. It's all right. Hey, you roll with the punches. Yeah. Um, so I think evangelism at its like basic for me is like acknowledging that the Lord like has moved in your life and showing that to other people uh-huh. through love. Um, and like, I, I mean, I think that's the most basic thing we're called to mm-hmm. is to love Jesus and love like Jesus and help others do the same. And so, um, yeah, I mean, evangelism can look like 18,000 different mm-hmm. things, which I think is also important of like, you can evangelize in an improv group at, at school, or you can like, uh, evangelize playing soccer mm-hmm. or like studying, sitting at the library, like it's an, it, you can use evangelism wherever you are to whoever you are there with. Mm. Um, and yeah, and I just think it's super important that um, you focus on your relationship with the Lord and that your evangelism stems from that relationship. Mm. Um, if that made any sense. But yes, <laughs> that was, that's good. And that, that is really, you talked about because I think yeah. a lot of times we think evangelism is all right. I got to purposefully. I gotta make sure I see if I had ten thousand people. Yeah. I gotta make sure that I. But it's where you are. Yeah. And I think that's the most effective way, like you're sure. saying, is is to evangelize. Yeah. Is to is to be where you are. Yeah, and something I'm learning a lot leading a group of freshmen mm. is, like, opportunities to talk about the Lord present themselves when you spend time with someone like my one of my love languages is quality time and I, I just love spending time with people and it's like i'll be having fun playing board games and then like the game will die down and then we'll talk about like life mm. and and how we're doing and um like what the lord is working in our life at the mm. time um and so it's like even even just by spending time with people like these conversations are going to come up um, and I think that's really important too, of like, it doesn't have to be, I'm going to stand here with my Bible on the corner and someone's going to come to me. And I'm going to talk to them about the Lord. It's like, Hey, I'm hanging out with people that I don't typically hang out mm. with. And wow, they asked me a question and, and I have a good relationship with the Lord. And so I can answer that question. Like I'm comfortable enough. I've, um, I'm equipped enough to answer these questions. I think that's important of like, Hey, just spend time with people mm. and show them like what it what it looks like to live a life for the Lord. Mm. Like I think that's important too. Yeah, that is good. Um, why do you think it is so important to have, um, or I mean, do you think it is important to have community outside of the church walls? Yeah. And and if so. Which you said yes, yeah, and and yes, then how can we? Because a lot of the old the old saints says, "Be yeah. in this world and not of it." Yeah, how can we in evangelizing? How can we, um, be part of the group and and not part? You know, be a part of the group. Yeah. Um. So I think I would love to tell a little, little story, a little. Um. But I, for me, I went to a K through twelve school. And um, it was a little weird. We didn't have a middle school. So sixth grade was considered elementary and seventh grade was considered high school. 
So as a 12-year-old seventh grader, I was walking the same halls as an 18-year-old senior in high school, which is mm. kind of weird. <laughs> um, and when I went into seventh grade, which is quote-unquote high school, um, I was able to join the school musical. And I was like, hey, this seems like my vibe. I feel like I'd have a really fun time. So I did it. Um, and I like stopped playing. I, w- I used to play like basketball and baseball and football and all this stuff. But I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. This is what I want to do. Um, and so all of a sudden, 12-year-old Jared was like, thrown into this community of people that like were not following the Lord. And that's not mm-hmm. to say that they weren't bad people. Right. I love them to yeah. this day. But I was like thrown into this. Um, and I, I kind of used the excuse of, Oh, like this is my chance to evangelize to them, like mm-hmm. to evangelize to people to like start doing the things that they were partaking in. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was trying to do it on my own. Mm. I was like, hey, this is me. I'm Christian. I'm like one of the only Christians here. I, I got this. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have it. Um, and so I think it's really important to, like when I think back to that time, I didn't plug into a Christian community mm. enough to be reaching out to other people. Mm. And I think back to like Jesus of like when he's doing ministry, he has his 12 disciples with him like pretty much all the time. And not even just them. Like he has other people along with them yeah he had a he had a a crew yeah if you will um and so i think it's really important to remember hey as you're reaching other people you have to have a christian community along with you um because if not then then you are i put it as like you're an ineffective Mm. evangelist if you don't have a community helping you with that Mm. i think Mm. um because that's that's not how I mean we're we're supposed to live like Jesus lived and so Jesus didn't show us to be by ourselves and to do this on our own like that's not at all what he says yeah and so um, I think that's our way of staying like not being of this world but being in this world is hey I'm supposed to reach people but I'm supposed to understand that like I need to have a Christian community to help me with that mm. if that made any sense yes that is good side note here um. When you were in theater, because I, I did theater for a few, I mean, yeah. just three plays. But did you have to wear eyeliner? I did. Oh. <laughs> did, you yes. put it, did you put yours on? No or? way. <laughs> um, no, they, I had to be. Well, I have a weird thing with my eyes anyway. Like uh. eye drops, I just, I, like, I just can't. Mm. I don't know what it is. But like, I, like if I, my eyes are dry, I need someone to hold me down. Um, so it's, it was the same thing with eyeliner. It was way worse. But it was like, I did not Ugh. like any of that. Um, I, t- <laughs> I tell you, I don't know what it was, but they would do it. Even the even the uh, theater teacher, they would do it. And after they, they would look back and they would look at me and they'd go, oh. And I thought, well, you did it, not yeah. me, sister. But hey, I was just sitting here. You yeah. know, it's- Which, the, the worst one. And uh, the worst thing that they ever did to me was I played a water pitcher. Okay. Because it was Rumpelstiltskin. Okay. And uh, they made me wear blue lipstick. Wow. And and I we have a I have a picture somewhere probably. Oh yeah, I would love to see that. Oh, <laughs> and and I I did it I did it for the shots for the. Because uh, they, cause they said, make sure you're in character mm. because these people are going to have resumes and 
things like that. And I did it. I did it for that. And I did it for opening night. And I said, never again am I going to wear blue <laughs> lipstick. I don't, I don't care if the Pope came in. Yeah. Or Billy Graham came walking in. I am not going to wear blue lipstick. But, but that, what plays did you all do? Oh, um, so we did a high school musical, a classic. Um, I was in, my senior year, I was in Guys and Dolls. Uh, we did one called, um, we did Beauty and the Beast. We did one called Rock of Ages, which was all oh, um, 80s, 80s rock music. So it was like heart. Um, I think we had a little bit of Aerosmith maybe in that show. But yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, we, guys, and I bet that those outfits were so. Oh, yeah. I had, I, had oh. Like a, I had a baby blue suit. Oh. It was great. Oh. But, yeah. I tell you what. I, uh, I loved doing the I was uh I was Pianji in Phantom of the Opera. Okay. I loved that because for the most part, because I got to wear suits and I thought, oh, this is beautiful. This is the life, you know? <laughs> I tell you what. Um I thought this was a great question. because um, I didn't think of it. Yeah. But what fruit of the spirit comes naturally and what yeah. is harder? Okay. Um so for me, joy is always the easiest. Mm. I don't know what, I don't know why, <laughs> but I, I just decided to be a really positive person of, and that there's a difference between happiness and joy mm. because happiness is circumstantial where joy is everlasting because we have joy in the Lord. Mm. Like Jesus died for us. And so like we can have joy in that. Um, and so I think just, just like that of, um, I'm a big, big fun person. Like I really like fun. Like if, if I'm at a CSF event and someone's not having as much fun as me, I like try to make them mm. have as much fun as me because like, it's just like things are like, we can have joy. It's, yes. it's, it's okay. Like it's great to be, um, joyful. Yeah, mm. I'm sorry to repeat that, <laughs> but, um, yeah, for me, joy is easiest. Um, let's think. I mean, patience is hard. Mm. Patience is always hard. Um, I think I'm just a person that likes to go, go, go. Um, and so Jeff, definitely like sitting and waiting mm. can be difficult. Um, but I like, I like to think back to um, something that gives me um, comfort, I guess, is thinking back to like Moses. Of, mm. um, I think we talked about this maybe in core group, but like Moses waited his whole life for... Jesus to come back mm. and it was something that he never even got to see, mm. but that doesn't mean that his waiting was worthless. Mm. Um, and like, he was always hopeful and looking towards that. Yeah. Um, and being patient for that. And I, and I love that. And I think that's something that we can definitely learn from where like Moses lived longer than people nowadays do. And so like he, he if he can do that for that long, mm. I can do that too. Um, but yeah, that is that is good. Um, I think of um, David as well in the Bible, um, the temple, and about how he was waiting and waiting and being yeah. like, and God said, "Okay, David, you're a man of blood," um, and he had to do the temp. He had to make the play. Can you imagine? Yeah. And see the fulfillment in his son. Mm -hmm. But can you imagine doing all the plans and doing all the work and saying, okay, David, 
you are a man of blood and you but the but I think the other part is knowing that it's gonna happen and knowing that just because it's not me, I think it goes a little bit back to evangelizing. Mm. Because if if you say, Okay, I'm I'm doing this, I'm I'm this person I, I don't see any results. Yeah. But a seed can be planted right. and seeing that eventually maybe manifesting yeah. into something that is that is big, I think waiting is whew, so for sure. Bad. And yeah, I lead so Throughout high school, I led a middle school group at my home church, mm-hmm. and then I lead a middle school group at Southland, um, and that's <laughs> so true and so hard. Mm-hmm. Of like, I walk in on a Wednesday night, and I'm hanging out with like seven to eight, twelve year olds who are talking about like Minecraft and <laughs> like how their classes are hard, and it's like, and we talk we talk about Jesus. Don't get me wrong, yeah, but right, it's like yeah. they're twelve. They're gonna talk about like stupid and random stuff um and so like that's so true of like i'm i'm just there to plant a seed and like it's not i think it comes when it comes to leadership specifically of like finding where your responsibility lies is something that like i'm really learning in this period but like because i'm there's a certain level of it is the lord's work Mm. like i'm supposed to come prepared to group and like know what I'm talking about and and help kids through things. But like the Lord is gonna be the one that shows himself to them. Yeah. And that's important too. Yeah. But hauling water to the desert, I think is is so important because mm-hmm. you don't have to and you know, I, uh, I help out. I mean I'm there. Yeah. With with at at church doing um doing middle school yeah and the same way they are talking about but you that way and i think that going back to just you know being doing games and because eventually it's gonna work its way and invest and see and them seeing okay this is not all about king james verbiage sunday morning but it's about that they want to be here and they want to help. Yeah. And I think two things off that of one of like, we talk about joy mm. of like, I'm God loves when we have fun in mm. his name. And so like playing games with like younger children is so fun. Like they're, they're, they're going to love it. And I, and I love that because of that, they're going to love coming to church. Mm. Like that's, that's super cool. Um, and secondly, I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier of like spending time with people and having conversations of like even me sitting on a Wednesday night talking to a middle schooler about Minecraft, Mm. like that can show him that I'm listening Mm. and that someone listens to him. And I think in today's day and age with social media and cell phones and all of this stuff, like genuinely sitting down and listening to someone is super important. Mm. Um, and maybe by being there consistently and like continuing to show up a conversation about like Jesus will arise yeah. like from that. And that is super cool to see how the Lord works through that. Yeah. Yeah. Currently right now, as we're taping this, I am, I am off social media. I deactivated. Yeah. And we were, when I did it, um, about, it was about five days in. So about fifth of January, fifth uh, of December. Yeah, I thought, oh my gosh, 
gosh, it's just the 5th of December. And I remember, and I thought, and I still think, you know, the idea of when we're not plugged in there, it's kind of like, oh, the world is lost because you're not, you're there. And that's not significant. No, but, but the idea of being really sitting down with people and going into public because, you know, if you are, if you're on Facebook, I think of one of my uh, favorite people, Mark Lowry, comedian, and he's on Facebook and he says, please find something outside of Facebook mm. because don't expect me coming to the hospital when you're sick. You can find a local church. And I think that it's so good to be able to be able to have a group and and say, okay, this is what I'm going through. And because, oh, don't get me wrong, social media is great. Yeah. But having that core group of saying, okay, there's something beneath what is the surface of Facebook. And, For sure. And social media. Yeah. And like social media is not inherently bad. Mm. Yeah. But like it can be used in a very negative way. Um, like I think back to I haven't been on Twitter in like let's think like two years, maybe because right when COVID started, it was like I would just get on Twitter and it was all negative mm. always. Like no, no, regardless of what I was looking at, I felt like it was always negative. Mm. So I was like, I can't, I can't have that in my life. Mm. Like a constant negative app, I just can't. So I, I just haven't been on Twitter, and so like. I think realizing why you use, I love asking the question, why? Mm. Like, why do you use social media? Mm. Because I think that is a telltale sign of whether or not you should be using social media as much as you do. Mm. Like, oh, I just post on Instagram for the likes. Then why are you Mm -hmm. posting on Instagram? And so I think seriously asking, why why do I use this can be really eye-opening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um... Well, where do we go from there? <laughs> um, that is so good. I, because I think, um, I think that asking those questions, mm-hmm. and I think um, being honest with ourselves, because we talked about this earlier as well before the, the show, about um, those moments when we're by ourselves. I think, I think those are important moments because what we do here or what we do at CSF yeah and and that's all great especially the moments when we're corporately at CSF and church and stuff like that yeah. and we're up there and we're that well the young people are dancing <laughs> and that we're all up and we're saying yes yes yeah. and we're and we're baptizing people and that's mm. all great but remembering at 2:30 in the morning when we're up and we can't sleep yeah. because depression or, or we're, we're at three o'clock and we're uh, having to do pick up kids or we're, yeah. whatever we're doing, right. we remembering what we did mm. and um, having that discipline. And I think I did not go to that question. I think I, I think I turned it around, but, but I think having that, Asking yourself why yeah. why am I doing this yeah. at CSF hmm. and if I'm not doing it here, then why would I do it here? Yeah. And being I I th- think of a quote. It's interesting about quotes because 
what first time you say it, you say so and so says. Next time, the next time you say, someone told me. And then third time, I said. Yeah. <laughs> but one time I heard a a, a uh, quote says, "When the lights burn brighter mm-hmm. on the stage than they do at home, mm-hmm. it's time to start getting a checkup." Yeah. And I think, and I don't mean, I don't mean to yeah. to um, overtake, but I think when we realize that and I mean to be honest because this is something that I have really been thinking about is when we we need to do it here but we also being at at home and being here is two two different uh, two the same thing and asking ourselves why why do we do it both why is it important to to do it both places yeah and I yeah, for I mean, for sure. But yeah, I think it goes back to like your service mm. should stem from your relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And if you're just serving to serve, then I think there's something wrong with that. Of like, we're supposed to serve other people because Jesus served us first. Mm. Like Jesus loved us first, so we're supposed to love other people. And so I think you're 100% right. Of it, What I love about Jesus, like mainly, is that it's never fake hmm. of like he he didn't go to the woman at the well because he was like supposed to. Like hmm. he went to the woman at the well because he genuinely cared for her. Like he healed blind people and like healed leopards because like he cared for them. Hmm. And like that's something that I love that I get to be a part of is I can love people and it not be this like fake act I do. Hmm. Because it stems from my love for the Lord. Yeah. And so I think that's really important to remember when it's like on stage stuff or service in any way or leadership roles in any way of this is not for me. Mm. And it's, it's, it's not me doing this. It's the Lord working through me because of my relationship with him. That's so good. You were, you said something on stage at one time and, um, and I want, uh, I hope I can get it right. This is okay. the Joseph version, but it was, <laughs> it's not that you, you're, you, the Lord fills your cup, mm. but it is so that the Lord fills you up that you overflow. Yeah. Speak into that. Right. Um, and so I think this is like an analogy that's used very frequently in the church <laughs> of like the Lord filling up your cup because like if I am leading leading a group and I and I'm not being filled up by the Lord, I'm pouring out of an empty cup. Mm. So what are what are the kids I'm leading really getting? Mm. Um, and so it it really is about the Lord filling you up so much that it just overflows because you don't want to pour out of your cup and then have nothing left. Mm. Like it's a continuous cycle of, hey, I'm gonna spend intentional time with the Lord, and and it's I think it's also about learning things like. By spending time with Jesus and like alone time in the word, like you are learning things that help you to lead other people. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's so true of um, filling up your cup enough to overflow into other people. Because um, I think that's just how it, how it works. Like, I mean, even Jesus like knew in, during his ministry time that, hey, I'm going to go on this mountain and pray by myself. Mm. And that's important. And the fact that he did that should show us that we should do that too. Mm. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Um. That's so good. Uh. Why do you think it is important? Um. Why do you think it's important to have community out out of high school? Because mm. they tell me my my uh, people that listen are between the ages of eighteen and. 23 okay which is in college age why do you think it is important yeah so i something i'm really passionate about which i'm so glad i'm leading a freshman group because of this but um periods of transition are really really hard and they can be used for great things or really bad things Mm. and i think that's why as like if we look at america as a whole i think that's why college is kind of a scary slash iffy time is because it's a big period of transition for a lot of people. So like for me, I went to a K through 12 school. I um, was at the same church my whole life. Um, I lived in the same house since I was three. And then all of a sudden for college, Mm. I'm in a new city, a new church, a new school, a a, a new house, a new everything. Mm. Um, And so I think I'm thankful for CSF because like getting plugged in there allowed me to use that period of transition for good. But a lot of people, when they come to college, they're like, Hey, I'm going to join the party scene or I'm going to, I'm going to, well, my parents want me to do this, but I'm not going to do that because my parents aren't here. Mm. And so I think it's really important that right out of high school, you you find a Christian community that's going to be pushing you to use that transition period for the better. Um, because I, I just think that's hard. I think periods of transition are where the enemy likes to um, likes to hurt us mm. and likes to steer us in the wrong direction. And I think a Christian community can steer us in the correct direction. And I think that's just really important. Um, yeah. That is, that is good. Uh, because um, transition is tough. Yeah. And... Especially, I think of when we when we lose something, mm-hmm. and um, and not real, and and sometimes you lose it and it comes back, but then sometimes it's kind of like you move on, and it's, that's it. Yeah. And having to face that and being like, okay, realizing that what I did and what what happened here is gone. Yeah. Um. Is it is something that I think we we face um, because, and I don't want to. Uh, uh, I'll go here because, well, and we'll get a little, probably a little morbid. But okay. I think of, when you were talking about that, mm. I think of, I thought about death mm. and thinking about how he we're here the people here because I know a lot of people in the last year we've lost yeah a lot of people mm. and and realizing that. Transition is tough, and realize, and and you know the hope that we we have is that we'll see them again, mm-hmm. but still that transition of how do I go on and how do I move forward in college students, um, in your for you how do you see us uh, for those who are saying I'm going through a hard time yeah. with whatever but primarily because in in this season of life to college students who say um i've i'm i've left everything uh or i've left 
things yeah. behind. Mm. How can I move forward? Yeah. What would you say? Yeah. Um, so I think one thing is understanding that God is consistent even when our circumstances aren't. Mm. Um, and so it might, it might look like going into college is a total change, but like the Lord has never changed throughout that whole thing. And you might change. Like I think about like even me, like four years ago is like a totally different person than mm. I am today. But like, that doesn't mean the Lord ever changed. Mm. Um, and I think it's really, I think something that gets overlooked maybe is like bringing, bringing how you're feeling and what you're thinking to the Lord mm. of, um, because like he wants to hear that from you. Like he, he he's a king, but he's also our father. Mm. And, and I, and I love that he's a father that listens, um, and he, he wants to hear about your life and yes. so bringing that to him, like inviting him into what you're going through, how your day to day, um, there can be like, you can get a lot of fruit from that. Like they can be very fruitful of mm. like seeing how he's working in your day to day. Um, and so, yeah. And also understanding that like grace is God, grace is good. Mm. <laughs> and like he offers grace abundantly. Um, and so you're not like your past is, is like makes you who you are today, but it doesn't define you. And, um, like your actions are like God, Jesus took those actions, like Jesus took your sins and nailed them on that cross mm. and like took, took them down and like they're gone. And so, like, now, like, once you realize that, it's, hey, I'm not supposed to do these things because Jesus told me not to, and I'm supposed to joyfully obey that. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so good. I, you know, um, just side note, I think this podcast should have been called, that's so good. Because, <laughs> because, because, um, because, I mean... My lens, people just say, you yeah. say so many good things. And I think that is so important um, because um, too many people are living in the past. Mm. And um, I love the idea about, um, let me see if I can get this right, the uh, rear view mirror. Mm. The reason why it's so small is because we can look back. But the windshield of soul is big. And so our best days are in front of us. Yeah. And realizing that yeah, it's good to look back as a tool yeah. and look back. But moving forward mm. and saying, okay, this is what's ahead. Yeah. And if you're on the expressway and you're only looking in your rearview mirror, odds are you're going to hit something. <laughs> That's not a good way to drive. Of yeah, only looking behind you, like that's dangerous. Yeah, guess, guess what I'm saying. But, um, what would be if you could whisper for the rest of your life or yell for the rest of your life? Hmm. What would you do? Definitely yell, because <laughs> I kind of do that anyway. <laughs> I'm kind of a very loud person. Um, so yeah, I think I think yell. Because wh- wh- whisper, like, why do you even need to whisper, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it depends on how you whisper. That's true. Because I know some people, uh, they they te- they say they whisper very loudly. 
and there sometimes their whisper is more is it their whisper is louder than their regular voice mm. and I thought oh all right yeah <laughs> um that's good mm. uh, what has the Lord spoken to you about being of high character hmm that's, that's, a good, good. that's a good. That's not my question. <laughs> that I thought I heard that, and I thought um, I thought that's brilliant. Yeah, I think um, so. As as someone who's leading a group of freshmen, I think it is of the utmost importance that I'm living how I am preaching to them, or mm-hmm. like how I'm talking to them. Um, and so, like something I've kind of realizes um like one of the big things for me that was kind of hard this semester was um like they would say the occasional cuss word and I didn't want them to say that because like we're not supposed to say that mm-hmm. um and I know there was like a period of my life where like I did like in high school um but luckily I've grown out of that I think um and so now they know that if I'm around like they shouldn't be doing that mm-hmm. um or, like, if it does, like, if one does pop out, like, then they will apologize, which I really, I really love. Mm. Like, I love that we have that understanding. Yeah. Um, and it's caused me to really reflect of, hey, I shouldn't, like, if I'm expecting them to not do that around me, mm. I, I shouldn't do that around anyone. Because mm. I'm expecting that from them. Yeah. And so I should expect that from myself. Um, and so I really think it is, hey, if I am choosing to be a leader and have high standards for the people I'm leading. I have to have high standards for myself Mm. um, and practicing that, I guess. How, um, in in the last several years I've been learning this, how do we uh, go from, how do we marry? uh, And that's not the question. But how do we, (laughs) how do we marry grace and truth? Yeah. Because I think, um, I think in in culture we can see in the church especially we can either see one or the other mm. but how can we marry those two Yeah I think it's all about your intentions mm. of if I for for truth at least is kind of the way, the way I'm thinking of hey if I'm being super truthful with someone about something that they're doing is not right and I think they should not be doing that anymore I have to come at it with a with a heart of, hey, I'm broken too, so I'm not better than you. I'm just saying, hey, I've seen this, and I think this is not okay. Mm. Um, because some people use, um, like, the um, say that they're, like, <clears throat> doing, like, uh, sorry, I'm trying oh, no. my words. Um, some people like to use the excuse. That's the word I was mm. looking for like to use the excuse of, oh, I'm just holding you accountable. or mm. um, And then use, like, the grace, the truth to be, like, really, really mean. Mm-hmm. Of, like, well, you're doing this, this, and this, and you shouldn't, and I know that, so you suck. It's basically, mm-hmm. like, sometimes how it can come across. Yeah. And so yeah. I think it's, for truth especially, it's about your heart. Mm. And, hey, I'm not telling you this because I think you're I'm better than you, or I think that, you're horrible. I'm telling you this because I love you and I want you to like, I want the best for you. Um, and I think it's really hard, um, because it's, cause I mean, Grace and like, they're like opposites, mm. but like they're, they work together and, yeah. and it's like says in John, I think that like Jesus was full of grace and truth. And so like, 
I think finding the way to marry them is of the utmost importance because like Jesus was full of both. Mm. And so it's possible. Um, and yeah, I think it's really about your intentions and treating people like people. I work in a customer service job. I work in a pharmacy and I think it's sometimes people forget that people are people, mm. you know, like the people that you talk to at uh, target and that are like helping you at the mall or on the, over the phone, like they're people too. Um, and so treating people like people and, um, like being, being firm on your convictions, but loving at the same time, if that made any sense. Yes, that is good. Brian spoke at the Christmas Yeah, about how, I thought this was brilliant, mm-hmm. about, um, the baby is coming, but the king is here. Yeah. Speak into that if you, mm. if you have anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I think it, it just like points to the duality of God. Mm. Of like God is, our, God is our father, but he's also our king. Like I, that's what I go back to all the time of like I think about how something that gives me comfort, I guess, is like how big the Lord is. Like I look, I look outside and I think about like trees, mm. like there's 80,000 types of trees and they were all like designed, like they were all thought out mm. and laid out. And I mm. think about that with like insects, there's millions and millions of types of insects who needs that many bugs. Nobody, <laughs> but like each one was thought out like yeah. perfectly. Um, and so like Jesus is king over everything. But he's also like, God is our father. Mm. Um, and so I think that's kind of what that's getting at of, hey, the baby's coming, but the king's here. Like, yeah, mm. I guess if that made any sense yeah. um, to throw that back at you. but <laughs> No, that's good. Yeah. We watched, um, we went to the movie and saw The Chosen. Have you, have you been keeping oh, up with The Chosen? I've seen season one, mm. but that's as far as I've gotten. And they had a Christmas special. Yeah. How was that? Was it good? Uh, we'll talk later about that, <laughs> but um, but uh, but the the but it made it real, mm. and I think it is important because when they were walking down, and it's not a spoiler because if you please, I mean for the people listening, uh, this is not a spoil because uh, you probably read the story, yeah, and if you haven't, well. Luke, amen. Yeah. But stop right now. Yeah, and go, <laughs> yeah. Read the book of Luke. But, um, or is, is it Luke? Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, but it made it realistic because as they were walking down the road, mm-hmm. and people were walking with them, mm-hmm. and they went to the stable, and there was animals, and there was, and they weren't just looking down at the baby; they were in. And they were in cages, and yeah. there was actual uh, gifts from the animals on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> and and I thought this this made it realistic mm. about how, um, yeah, he was man, and that he mm. he is he came um, as a baby. Yeah, and I thought about that over and over about. If I was gone, that's not the way I'd come. Yeah, I'd come down with a golden staircase and said, "I'm coming here, and I'm gonna." But he knew hmm. that. That I think he knew that that this should be the way because um, I was reading this and I think I I know it, but it was about 
how they would take the unblemished sheep um, and they would put them in a manger because they knew the firstborn, the first male sheep of the family, sheep, lamb, yeah, lamb of the family in a, um, in a manger Hmm. because, because that would be a sacrifice Hmm. and thinking about that and thinking what a significant idea that that Christ would be would come and be in a manger. Yeah. And the simple the idea of a manger that that was a food trough. Mm-hmm. Because it, it I mean, we think about a manger and it's something that Jesus was born in. Right. But it was where people and how humble he came. Hmm. And I think um real realizing both aspects of God because this semester we looked at the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Hall of Faith. Hall of Faith. And um and the the God that was in the Old Testament, mm. but he's still the God of the New Testament. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's really important. I think one thing I really liked that you said was like it was real. Mm. Like seeing that made it real. And I think it's hard for us because especially I mean I grew up in church. Um, but like hearing Bible stories growing up, it's like, mm. oh yeah, like Jonah got, Jonah got swallowed by a fish. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But like Jonah was a real person. Yeah. And I, I think about this, like, I mean, I'm in a honors class about the history of Jerusalem and it's like interesting to think about, like there was wars and stuff in, yeah. in the old Testament and those were actual lives and, and real people. Mm. And I think having that perspective of even going through the hall of faith of like Abraham was a real person, Joseph was a real person, like Rahab, like she was real and and like Jericho actually got mm. destroyed. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like those are real people. Like I just keep saying that. But like it's super important because I think growing up in church we can often forget that like these aren't these are Bible stories, but they're not just stories. Right. Like they are people who walked on this earth same as you and me. And I think that's an important perspective to have. You mentioned Rahab. I mean, it is it is it is unbelievable, and it is it is so good. Mm-hmm. She was a prostitute, mm-hmm. but she made the lineage. Yeah, I just I think that is so important mm-hmm. for people who are thinking the Old Testament is rough, and and is there any room for me? Yeah, and uh, and I think Rahab is a is a good depiction. Um, of yes, there's room mm-hmm. for you, and even even Thomas, um, because uh, he would Jesus would not let anyone touch him. Yeah, but he came to Thomas and he said, "Are you real?" And he let Thomas. Mm-hmm. I think there there's room for everyone if if we if we are open. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's good. Yeah, for sure. And I, I love the story of Thomas of like Jesus meeting Thomas where he was at mm. of like, he was like, yeah, no way that he's risen again. But like Jesus still met him. Mm. And it's like, Jesus isn't, Jesus isn't scared of our doubts. Mm. And like, if we take those to him, like that's where he will make himself known. Mm. And I love that. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. That's so good. What is, what is one of your today? If you had to pick a worship song. What would be 
a song that you would be like, yeah, that's that's one I'll listen to today. Okay, that's a good question. <laughs> um, and it doesn't have to be one. Yeah. It can be several. Firstly, anything We the Kingdom, have you... <sighs> amazing. Um, but if I had to pick like one right now, it would be Surrounded. Um, and they may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded. By oh! Um, and it's, it's straight out of Proverbs, mm. I believe. Um, but like just the idea of like this is how I fight my mm. battles of um, like calling upon the Lord and like he will like, I think it says somewhere I, I don't know the exact um, but it's like that he's not going to give you something that's like that you can't handle yes like that's so true and I think using him through whatever you're struggling with is really important mm. um yeah. In the line of that song, it made me think of this in the line of the one, at least the version we sing at CSF, yeah. is there's a table in the presence of my enemy. The idea of a table, mm-hmm. um, speaking of that, what does the table in the pres- in, um, in faith, or I mean, really, because, <clears throat> but. The idea of table, what does that mean to you, mm. of people coming together, and and how how can that the table relate to faith? Yeah, I might take it in a different direction than yeah. what you're expecting, but I think it goes back to um, like Jesus ate ate with like basically everyone he was ministering to, and I think just the idea of like, I mean nowadays it's like such a hospitable thing to even invite anyone into your home. Mm. And I love that. Mm. I'm like, hey, you can sit at the table right here with me. Um, and like, that's just super cool. And can is a very, e- I don't want to say easy, it's not easy. Mm. It's a very um, simple, I'll put it, simple way to show love. Mm. Of like, yeah, I mm. have an extra slice of pizza, come sit at my table, you can eat pizza with me. Like that's that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I think in terms of ministry, like w- the, the importance of a table, and and a meal, is amazing. I think mm. about e- that, think about that even with shift mm. of like just sitting and and we did that with quarter too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I but I love that of like, hey, let's show up twenty minutes early and we'll all just bring dinner. Yeah. And we'll just hang out. Yeah. And and the the things you learn about people. Um, just by spending time with them can really help when it comes to conversations that are really important. Mm. Um, yeah, that's maybe not what you're expecting. Oh, no, but. that's good. <laughs> uh, I will, but cause, because there's something about eating mm. and being at the table about lowering anything. I mean, I, I think about our core group. There's people that I thought would never speak. Yeah. But... Over time, mm. and getting, and actually being, um, um, let's see, um, I'm trying not to be careful here, but, um, but actually saying, being a part of a group and saying stuff that yeah. really means something, mm. and even I mean I remember when we were preparing for dirty laundry, and just everyone sharing, mm. and people who I thought wouldn't share stuff that was that deep stuff. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing and it yeah. and it goes around 
that that it stems from it. I mean, I've I'm no I'm not a scientific doctor, but it's it, I think it, a lot of it stems from being and eating around the table. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's when you get comfortable with people. Yeah, and that's when you get to know people. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's good. Um, what what are some things that uh, you've learned because this year these last two years feel like ten and a half yeah but <laughs> for sure but what are some things that you've learned during this past two years wow um, so many things <laughs> um the importance of community I mean we right. already touched on that um quite a bit but like community is really really important um intentional time with the Lord and what what that looks like um the willingness to say yes. Like I think I think you mentioned this earlier about like anytime anyone at CSF asks you to do mm. something, you always say yes. I'm kind of the same mindset of, hey, uh, of course. Like I would I would be honored to do that. And so I think um a lot of times a lot of other things will get in the way. Like, oh well I have class mm. or like would go to class. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but like, oh like I have homework that I mm. could do right now but I could also do it later. Or um, I could do that before and get it done early and like be ready. And so I think just the willingness to be open and say, yeah, I, I would love to help in that way. Um, because oftentimes, like, I've actually been learning this a lot too, of like the Lord does, does not care about your comfort zone. Hmm. Like genuinely. <laughs> like the Lord is yeah. full of comfort, but typically if you're like, chill and you have a nice comfort zone then something's probably wrong mm. um so I, I think that's important of like saying yes to stepping out of your comfort zone can be really really hard but really really fruitful like i mm. think about that even with shift of like i was scared i didn't i didn't really know if i wanted to do shift like to lead a shift group throughout this year but i'm so glad i did mm. and looking back i would not change a thing um yeah, so those those are a couple things right off right off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, genuinely, there's uh, so much that like, I mean, two years seems like not a long time, but like, it's it, it really does feel like forever. Like I think about K week my freshman year, <laughs> it seems like thirty years ago. Like Ugh. what, what even was that? Um, I tell you, that is because I think about. I think about our shift group, yeah. Because for those who are listening, we were in we were in the same shift group. Yeah. I mean, my lens that feels like so right. so long ago. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jared, mm. thank you so much for this yeah. time. Um, there's a lot of things that you could have done, uh, but you too you chose yeah. you said yes. Yeah, <laughs> and, here it is. Um. And so, thank you for being on here. Yeah, no problem. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Yes.